Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. And if you are just joining us for the first time, we are in the middle of an interactive exercise in developing a mindfulness action plan. This mindfulness action plan that I will have the resources in the um, the link to the resources in the description. It was developed by Daniel J. Morgan and Siri Ming. And so we're taking this development of this mindfulness action plan step by step. For my returning listeners, thank you for, for joining me. I'm so happy that you're back. This is Eartha. And today we're going to go to the next step in developing our mindfulness action plan. Well, why, what is the big deal? Why are we coming up with a mindfulness action plan? You might ask. And we've been talking about this for a long time, Eartha. Let's get on with the show. Come on, what's, what's up with this? May I refresh your memory and remind you what got me started on this topic? The United Nations put out their World Happiness Score results. The United States ranked as the 16th happiest country in the world. Wow, that's not too bad. I, I mean, we're in the top 20. Finland is number one and has been maintained that position for several years. Using Finland as a benchmark, I think United States can do a lot better. With that being said, we have a lot of work to do. Now, this is a very broad and a, and a very big project. I think we can do this. If each person who listens to this podcast, listens to this series, recognize that in our own sphere of influence, we could increase our happiness score in our lives and in the lives of the people who we are around, that in itself is worth the effort of learning how to improve and raise our happiness score. I came upon this article that is a step-by-step -step process in helping us in a mindfulness perspective of improving our happiness score. Well, that's the outcome. But before I get any farther, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio 
for allowing me to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And thank you to my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, for making Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast available to my listeners wherever they go. Okay, are you ready to begin? I invite you to jot this sentence down, and it is a outline of the Mindfulness Action Plan. I am here now, accepting the way I feel and noticing my thoughts while doing what I care about. And this is a great review, and it helps us keep track of how we are moving along and developing our Mindfulness Action Plan. As a review, we talked about the I am. I The I am part of this sentence recognizes and helps us to focus on ourselves, not our roles, to really let go of the roles, whatever role you may have, and just focus on the you. And maybe it's been a while since you focus on the you because you've been so busy juggling all the balls of your work self, your friend self, the relationships that you may have with different people self. And so the first part of the mindfulness action plan is getting back to that core you. The next part of the action plan we talked about, the mindfulness action plan we talked about, was the here and now. And to really center our thoughts and our awareness on what we are doing right now. And to just let the thoughts and distractors of the past, thoughts of the past, and even thoughts of what's going to happen in the future that we may not be aware of. But sometimes that happens. We have thoughts about the what ifs. And so in the here and now, it's an encouragement to just focus in on right now. Just take a moment and be aware of what's going on now. Last time we talked about the accepting, accepting ourselves and acknowledging emotions that we are having. And it's not um, that we are ignoring our emotions or looking at things, life situations from a rose colored glasses, so to speak, but we are we are recognizing and looking at our our reactions and our emotions and not letting it the emotions and and reactions not letting them distract us and if it means to relearn how to be psychologically flexible 
And one thing I, I also want to bring up is our stress reactions, the fight, flight, or freeze, those are healthy responses that help us maintain our safety, the safety of our environment. Our environment has changed. Our stressors have changed. And so we may have to relearn our responses to different stressors or triggers that is more beneficial in this time, in this day and age. And so, you know, we're not being chased by dinosaurs or um, pterodactyls or anything like that. Um, So our responses should be a, a little a little bit different. So now today I would like to continue our discussion and talk about the next part of the mindfulness action plan. And that is noticing. As I was uh, reading noticing um, in, in my perspective, it is a lot about, awareness. And it seems like the whole the whole action plan is about awareness, but I think the noticing part in this action plan is very very critical in in um showing us how to use awareness. So let's get started on this part. The first part of the the noticing is um recognizing diffusion versus fusion noticing. So when the uh, the resources indicate diffusion noticing, what this means is observing our private behavior. Well, private behavior, what does that mean? Okay, so the private behavior what they're referring to is our private thoughts and thoughts are a behavior. If you can be open to, to recognize that part, our thoughts are behavior. And with those kinds of um, recognition is that we won't allow our thoughts to control our behavior. So there's flexibility. There's observing uh, what our thoughts are. The next part is fusion. The fusion noticing is the um, noticing the private thoughts, the private behavior, yet they are rigidly directing our actions. So with the with the uh, fusion noticing, our thoughts are directing our actions. It's like the thoughts are in control of of us, and I invite you to challenge challenge that. Uh, it's you know with the the fusion 
uh, noticing, it's it's almost suggesting that it's impossible to control your thoughts. And some may agree, yeah, it is impossible to control your thoughts. I challenge that, uh, especially the the uh, article goes into that it is impossible to control your thoughts, especially during a stressful uh, period of time in an environment. And I, I think maybe in certain situations, if a person is doesn't have the the education about what the situation is, and that's my challenge. I disagree with the with the suggestion um, that it's impossible to control one's thoughts. It it may be impossible to control thinking. <laughs> um, is the thinking is healthy you're, and um and the and the questioning is healthy uh, but i think the more information that we have the 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 more uh when i say educated what what i mean is to bring in information that helps clear clear up um thoughts i think the more that we have that we educate ourselves I think the more flexible and diverse our thinking can become so that we are not controlled by our thoughts. With that said, um, may I offer a suggestion? Uh, if in a, a healthcare field, that's where I'm speaking from my reference is um, many times those of us who work in Units such as uh, labor and delivery or ICU or the emergency room and uh, all the other units, too. But I'm just speaking about those areas. Just just as an example, there's a lot of times our patients are hooked up to different monitors and um, different monitors have different uh, alarms on there. And so uh, one thing that we learn is what those alarms mean. If someone is not educated on those different alarms, it could be very frightening and their behavior could be not helpful for that patient. And so um, the thought of, you know, if they if a person hears the monitor and the thought is, oh, something must be bad uh, is is fleeting through their minds, uh, that is a lack of understanding and a, a lack of education. Whereas when that, when that individual is educated that that alarm maybe is a good signal or it means something positive, well, then that uh, reaction is, is retrained. That is that the alarm doesn't mean that something bad is going on or is or there is a danger. And so that's why in in my perspective that uh, uh when we are and that's why I want to take time to go over this this information for you and this mindfulness uh information is so helpful because it gives us a perspective of what maybe we used to what we used to respond to as an emergency actually 
what we're doing is we are aware of our our thoughts and our actions. And so when we become aware of our thoughts and our actions, just hang on. Just realize that, oh, okay, you know, I hear the alarm and this is what I feel. And so just getting to that point without reacting and just noticing those reactions is a big step and it takes a lot of practice. And with practice, we can slow our reactions down to whatever the stressful stimulus is. And we can stop and think and and reflect and say to ourselves, okay, is my thought to this situation, is it helpful? Is, is it going to help me respond in a productive way? Or is this thought to this action not helpful? Is my reaction to this thought, is this going to contribute towards helping the situation? And so we're making a choice. We're like we're we're putting a decision marker there. You know, uh, we we all bring our thoughts, our values, our judgments with us because of our experiences and and many different um, other variables. But we can add decision points uh, when we have our trigger response and ask ourselves, okay, is this thought going to help me respond in a productive manner. If the answer is, uh, this is not my response, is not going to be helpful. Okay, so then we have a choice to take a different response. If our response, if we think our response is helpful and it turns out not to be helpful, then we have to be open and invite ourselves to relearn and be open to learn a new response. I invite you to maybe participate in a small little body scan exercise. If you're in a situation where you can do this, if not, it's okay. Uh, Maybe later on when you're at a better opportunity um, to participate in this activity. So, Uh, I think it'd be great. If you could find a a spot where you could be comfortable and invite yourself to pay attention to your five senses. Be aware of what you are seeing and what you're hearing. Take an opportunity to even Be aware of any taste or smells and the textures that surround you. Next, what I would invite you to do is to become aware now of any thoughts that are associated with your scanning of your five senses. Be aware of your thoughts and any 
thoughts and what behaviors that's associated with those thoughts. Here, what we're doing is we're slowing ourselves down and uh, being um, uh, aware of not only our thoughts through this through our body scan, but we're also bringing in our awareness of our behavior and our feelings during this body scan. End of exercise. Now, in closing, I would just like to wrap this up with a a story. And I think maybe this will help kind of tie things together when we talk about noticing. And this may save you a lot of money. Did that get your attention? Okay. Here we go. Um, if you have been shopping lately, whether it's a grocery store or a retail outlet, you may notice oftentimes there is music playing in those stores. And um, oftentimes, many of us don't pay attention to the music. However, what I would suggest is think about that music that they're playing in the department stores. Think about those as your thoughts. Some thoughts you pay attention to and you continue to be focused and, you know, you're shopping and they're playing all kinds of different music. And so you're going to go get your milk and that's it. And you're leaving. However, there may be a time where you're not in a rush. And so the music may be very relaxing. And so you may pay attention to some some of the music and you may start like almost feeling like you want to dance in the in the store. But you but you think about it, but you but your behavior, you may kind of maybe tap your finger or bob your head. Ah, you have demonstrated the noticing part and the diffusion, diffusion noticing. Okay. Now, sometimes, and I remember this with my children, especially when they were little, we would go into the stores and the music was too much for them. It was very stimulating er, and oftentimes it was hyper stimulating. And so, you know, they would either get very hyperactive or they would start crying. And, you know, when I was younger in my motherhood, I didn't know what was going on. And then I figured it out. It was the music. The music was too much. And I would tell them, don't pay attention to the music. And so oftentimes what I would do is I would sing songs that we would sing at home to help calm them down. It worked every single time. And so I, I didn't have to, you know, be the mother that I had to take my child out of the store. And if you have to do that, that's what you have to do. Um, and here's the part, Meg, I, and many of you may already know this, uh, but oftentimes they're playing certain music in the stores on purpose. It's a marketing technique 
to help the customers stay in the store longer or to leave the store most of the time is to help you stay in the store so that you can buy more. And um, this is all a marketing research, a marketing science. And so uh, when you recognize that, hmm, the music in, in our situation, they can be like distracting thoughts. And so we do have a choice to respond to the music or we can just treat it like snow, music snow, just white snow, just not let it distract us. And so next time you go to the store, uh, check it out, try, try it, see see how you do. If you can, uh, you know, not pay attention to the music, then you know that you have great psychological flexibility and you're very, very good at growing at your distracting, your dif- your diffusion noticing techniques. And you're not going to let the distractors uh, interfere with your helpful and productive responses. Wow, we covered a lot today. And I thank you for being patient and joining me um, on my Transition Awareness Breathing podcast. Um, so I look forward to talking to you again next time and have a great day. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.